A tiny two-month-old baby was brought into the emergency room. The doctors immediately noticed that the baby didn't have just a minor injury or sickness. Someone had hurt this baby girl on purpose, and now she was fighting for her life. Welcome back. I'm Cassie, and this is A Wicked World. I just wanted to say a quick thank you for 13,000 subscribers. I can't believe how quickly this channel is growing, and I am so appreciative of it. And that means that more people get to hear these children's stories, which, as you know, means a lot. Now, before we get into today's case, I have a word from the sponsor of today's video, NordVPN. As we all know, especially from the stories that I share on A Wicked World, there are some truly evil people out there who are looking to take advantage of others. So it's important to have the things that you need to protect yourself. Going for a walk alone? It's a good idea to have pepper spray. Driving? It's a good idea to have a dash cam. And when you're on the internet anytime, it's a good idea to have NordVPN. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. And what a VPN does is it anonymizes you where you aren't traceable and protects you from the ridiculous amounts of harmful threats while you're connected to the internet. There are hackers out there trying to steal and exploit our personal and financial information. And I know this because personally, it happened to me a little over a year ago. My business was hacked into and financially it crippled me to the point where the business never recovered. And since then, I've taken internet safety very seriously, and I urge everyone else to do the same. NordVPN is always at the very top of the best performing, most reliable, and trusted VPNs. If you happen to decide to sign up for NordVPN, don't pay the full price either. Click on my link located in the description box below to save money today and be protected while online. The case I have for you today is about a baby, a tiny little baby, who was home for less than two weeks before she was rushed back to the same hospital that she was born at, but this time to the emergency room. This is the story of Jasmine Robin. Jasmine Rose Robin was born on April 30th, 2018 in Houston, Texas. She was born 11 weeks early at only 29 weeks gestational age. Her parents' names are Jason Robin Jr., who was 24 at the time, and Catherine White, who was 21. Jasmine also had two other siblings, and she was the middle child. Jasmine was a mere 2 pounds 15 ounces when she was born, so she spent the first two months of her life in the neonatal intensive care unit. Jasmine was finally released from the hospital and into her parents' care on July 3rd, 2018. Now, unfortunately, there's not a lot that I can tell you about Jasmine. Because Jasmine would never have a chance to have a silly, sweet, empathetic, or bubbly personality. She wouldn't have the chance to love the color purple, or for Oreos to be her favorite cookie, or for her to watch Frozen so many times that she believed she was Elsa. Jasmine didn't get to live a long enough life for any of this. Jasmine's parents were far from being ideal caregivers. Catherine and Jason had met three years prior, in 2015, and they had gotten engaged soon before Jasmine's birth. When the two had first met, Catherine's grandmother tried to keep her away from Jason. 
She knew that not only did he have a drug addiction problem, but he also had a lengthy rap sheet, including theft, evading arrest, and felony drug possession convictions. But of course, Catherine didn't listen, and they soon moved in together. Now, Jason had dealings with CPS that dated back to when he was only 13 years old. He was a troubled teen, and there had been accusations against him that he was abusing his family, which landed him in juvenile detention. So both parents had open investigations with Child Protective Services at the time that Jasmine was born, because they also had an older son. And in March of 2018, police received an anonymous call, accusing Jason of hitting and kicking the couple's then two-year-old son. And this anonymous caller had also alleged that Catherine had pinched the little boy underneath his shirt. The tipster said that the little boy had bruising on his stomach, arms, legs, and buttocks. But CPS didn't follow up on these allegations, as they were unable to find where Jason and Catherine were. The official CPS report states, Neither of the child's parents cooperated with the CPS investigator, or made the CPS investigator aware of their new address. And during the time that Child Protective Services was unable to locate the family, Jason had at least one run-in with the law. He was actually arrested and booked on a felony evading arrest charge in April of 2018. Only a week later, Jasmine was born. So as I had said, Jasmine was brought home by her parents on July 3rd, 2018. But only 11 days later, they were bringing her back to the hospital. But this time, the emergency room. Catherine and Jason brought Jasmine to Perland Memorial Herman Hospital. They told doctors that the baby was having convulsions. But the doctors noticed that Jasmine was suffering from severe head trauma. They also noticed that she had broken bones, bite marks, bruising around her eyes, and they later discovered a brain hemorrhage. The police were called. Over the next day, little Jasmine underwent scans to test for brain activity. Unfortunately, after many tests, they all came back the same. There was no brain activity. Jasmine Rose Robin died on July 15, 2018, and she was just short of 11 weeks old. Now, for some reason, Houston police officers did not arrest Catherine or Jason that day, even though the signs of abuse on little Jasmine's body were very apparent. They did, however, start an investigation, and while they were at the hospital, they spoke with the couple briefly. Jason said that the day prior to Jasmine's death, he had woken up at 2 a.m. to feed the baby a bottle. At first, she refused it, but then she ended up taking the bottle. But he said after a few minutes, baby Jasmine went limp. Jason says that when he noticed this, he performed CPR on little Jasmine immediately. He said that she seemed normal after that, and he also said that she fell asleep smooth and faster than he had ever seen. Yeah, probably because she had brain damage at that point. They decided to bring her to the hospital when she had refused two feedings and was not acting normal. They also told investigators that about a week before Jasmine died, they had to perform CPR then as well. Apparently, Jasmine had started choking on her bottle and had stopped breathing. They did CPR, but when she regained consciousness, they didn't bring her to the hospital. They were afraid that CPS would take her if they did. Nine months after Jasmine's death, both of her parents were still free living their lives, and Jason made a Facebook post. It said, Yesterday was mine and Catherine's daughter, Jasmine's birthday. And yes, she would have been one years old. 
God in the heavens needed her back home, for she had fulfilled her purpose and it was her time. She was two months old. What was her purpose at two months old that she already fulfilled? He went on to say, Today was downright the hardest day to make it through, without just wanting to crawl into the fetal position and bawl my eyes out. It was bad enough that I was mostly just silent through the day. Daddy loves you and misses you so much, Jasmine Rose Robin. When Jasmine's autopsy was finally performed, it became even more apparent that what was done to her was intentional. The final autopsy report wasn't completed until May of 2019. In this report, it indicated that baby Jasmine had a skull fracture, nine contusions to her torso, broken ribs and various traumas to her arms and legs. She had 96 fractures total, 71 of them being to her ribs, and 23 were long bone fractures. She also had retinal hemorrhages as well as old and new brain bleeds. The report went on to note that Jasmine's brain was markedly liquefied. So around a month after the final autopsy report came out, and nearly a year after Jasmine's death, her parents were finally arrested. On June 24th, 2019, Jason Robin Jr. was arrested and charged with murder. Catherine White was arrested the following morning on June 25th, and she was charged with injury to a child by omission. Jason was held at Harris County Jail, while Catherine was able to make bond, so she was back out in the public. The prosecutors who had received Jasmine's final autopsy report believed that Jason had killed his newborn daughter by striking her with a blunt object as well as possibly his hand, and he shook her. The district attorney, Kim Ogg, made a statement after the couple was arrested, saying, The evidence shows that baby Jasmine fell victim to the very people who were supposed to protect her most in this world. After a full and thorough investigation of the facts, we have filed charges and we will seek justice for young Jasmine. Catherine White's family has denied her involvement in this horrific crime. She has had three children. One is in foster care, another with family. The third is dead. Catherine White. Catherine White stood before a judge for the first time, a mother accused. She is charged with injury to a child by omission. Her boyfriend, Jason Robin, charged with murder. An autopsy showed their 10-week-old daughter, Jasmine, firstborn premature, endured 96 fractures, including a cracked skull in her short life. A judge set bond at $5,000. Jason has yet to appear. Both were arrested within the last 24 hours. The mother's family saying Catherine was not involved. I miss my granddaughter very, very much, and I do want justice for my granddaughter. Uh, the charges against my daughter, I feel, are something that she didn't do, something that she was not involved in. During court, whether the 21-year-old can have contact with the couple's two other children was addressed. One is in foster care, the other with Jason's parents. In a statement to Eyewitness News, they wrote, quote, they both had violent tempers, but we never imagined this would happen. We lost a beautiful, strong angel who fought so hard to come home. We lost a grandson to the system. I'm so very glad we got my granddaughter, JC, who is loved and cherished every day. Tonight's judge referred the no contact issue to a district court judge. The parents remain in jail. When Jason spoke to police this time, he tried to convince them that the bruising and fractures on Jasmine's ribs were from when he was trying to perform CPR on her. During this interrogation with police, 
Jason admitted that his anger could be uncontrollable at times. He said one of the things that set off this rage was Jasmine's crying because it made his ears, quote, ring all the way to kingdom come. And it got to his anger points, as he put it. Sometimes he said his anger would get the best of him and he would slam a door or punch the grass. Yes, I said grass, not glass. I know that's kind of weird. I would think wall or glass or he punched grass. Anyways, Jason told them, though, in an effort to control his anger, he had been reading psychology books and he had never wanted to hit Jasmine anyways because she was too beautiful, he said. Jason also had to complete a court-ordered drug test when he was arrested, and he tested positive for methamphetamines, cocaine, and marijuana. A CPS report would note that both parents had admitted to prior drug use. And when officers spoke to Catherine about Jasmine's death, she tried to blame Jasmine's brain bleed on the hospital personnel who had administered CPR when Jasmine first got there. Yeah, huh? She later told authorities that a woman who lived in the couple's apartment building was responsible for Jasmine's injuries. Somehow. At the time of Jasmine's death, Jason and Catherine actually had a family friend who was living with them. When he spoke with police, he told them that he had seen Jasmine's rocker with blood on it. Catherine had asked him to move Jasmine's rocker along with all her other stuff because if she came home from the hospital and it was all there... She would be so sad. She also told the family friend that the blood that he had seen on the rocker was just from baby Jasmine's tongue. But the friend said that it was definitely too much blood to have just been from Jasmine's tongue. This friend also told police that he tried to get Catherine and Jason to bring baby Jasmine to the emergency room almost a week before they actually did. The friend told investigators that baby Jasmine had suffered a choking and coughing fit and she had stopped breathing. But as Jason had previously said, he had given baby Jasmine CPR and was able to revive her. When the family friend who was staying with them suggested that they bring the baby to the hospital, though, Catherine said that she was too tired and needed to take a nap instead. Parenting 101. Take a nap before you bring your kid to the hospital. There was also a pediatrician who had seen Jasmine just a few days prior to her death on July 10th, 2018, she had noticed bruising around the newborn's eyes and suggested that Jason and Catherine take her to the emergency room, but she said they didn't seem interested. Now, Jasmine's grandparents, Jason Robin Sr. and Micah Robin, loved their new granddaughter and went to visit her every weekend when she was in the neonatal intensive care unit. Robin Sr. took tons of pictures and videos, and Micah couldn't wait to hold her new grandbaby. But unfortunately, she never got the chance. After Jasmine was released from the NICU, Micah says that she called Catherine every day to check on the baby. Micah really wanted to see her, but she said the family was constantly moving around. Only a few days after Jasmine had been brought home, Jason Sr. and Micah noticed that something was wrong in a FaceTime video. They noticed that baby Jasmine had two black eyes and a swollen head. They were outraged that this new little baby was being hurt. They tried to call both Jason Jr. and Catherine's cell phones, but they ignored them and sent the calls directly to voicemail. Micah says that she did report the alleged abuse, 
but CPS didn't act fast enough. And it wasn't even until after Jasmine died that CPS finally began investigating the case that had been opened in regards to her older brother before she was even born. Jasmine's grandparents, Micah and Jason Sr., both agree that CPS needs new protocols because the current system is clearly not working. Jason Jr.'s mother, Micah, doesn't believe her son had anything to do with Jasmine's death, though. Micah would say, did he hurt her? Quite possibly. But did he kill her? I don't see it. But you think he might have hurt her. How does that make sense? He might have hurt her, but he didn't kill her. You do know that if he hurt her bad enough, that would lead to killing her, which is what happened, so... Hmm. She says because he's the only one that ever showed any compassion towards the kids. But regardless of who's responsible, Jason Sr. says that he wants justice for his granddaughter, even if that means that his son has to be punished for it. Jason Sr. says... If he did it, or she did it, if they implemented the death penalty, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. I love my son, but he took away something that I never got a chance to love. In fact, on September 4th, 2019, a Harris County grand jury upgraded their charges to murder. Jason was now facing capital murder, and Catherine, murder. Jason remained in jail, and Catherine was out on a $40,000 bond. Jasmine's great-grandmother, Virginia White, Catherine's mother, said the situation was heartbreaking and whatever baby Jasmine went through was horrific. But she defended her daughter Catherine, saying that she wasn't home at the time that baby Jasmine had been injured. She says that somebody needs to be held liable for the baby's death, but she doesn't believe Catherine did it. In June of 2023, Jason Robin Jr., who was 28 at the time, was sentenced to 45 years in prison after he pled guilty to murder for his part in baby Jasmine's death. Catherine's trial is still pending, but as part of his plea deal, Jason must testify against her once her trial comes around. He cannot appeal his conviction, and he must serve at least half his sentence before he's even eligible for parole. Jason Jr.'s parents, Micah and Jason Sr., are now caring for the couple's youngest daughter. She was born in April of 2019, just weeks before what would have been Jasmine's first birthday. Like Jasmine, she had been born premature and spent time in the neonatal intensive care unit. But unlike Jasmine, this new baby was not allowed to go home with her parents due to their pending charges. Her parents would actually be arrested two months after she was born. So last I heard, Jason Jr.'s parents were trying to adopt the little girl. They also still hold baby Jasmine close. They have kept the lavender blanket with the purple, green, and blue butterflies that she had died in. They have two silver necklaces as well that hold Jasmine's ashes. An inscription in Micah's heart-shaped pendant reads, God has you in his arms. I have you in my heart. Well, thank you for listening to all of Jasmine's story today. Baby Jasmine didn't have a chance to do anything but fight for her life right from the very beginning. And her poor little body lost the battle. She should never have had to go through what she went through. And the worst part is that she was killed because she was crying or for being a baby. So if you do like true crime and you want to hear it from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below and turn on your notifications too so you'll know when I upload a new video 
which is two to three times every week. All right, until next time, thanks for watching A Wicked World. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Amy, Angela, Angie, Catherine, Danielle, Panorama, Kara, Lindsay, Mary, Mel, MJ Kelly, Neoma, and Tammy. You guys rock. Now, there's even more of A Wicked World on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com slash a wicked world or use the Patreon app.